This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. I am delighted to welcome our guest today, Callie Gilbert. Callie Gilbert is the founder and CEO of Tower 15 Productions. She is an international best-selling author and an award-winning filmmaker. As the creator of the It's Simply book series, Callie has published several best-selling books of her own and now supports other creatives through navigating the publishing process. Callie is passionate about supporting creative women in transition and starting their own businesses via her Entrepreneurship Academy and Manifesting Mermaid Coaching Program. Callie resides in Los Angeles, California, and we are delighted to hear more from Callie today. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to When Spirit Calls. As you've heard, we have a very special guest on our show. Callie Gilbert is here with us today, and she's going to be sharing a bit more about her story and her journey. And I'm just so excited because Callie and I have been in a group together, a business group for the last couple of months. And I've just got sprinkled with fairy dust from Callie. I don't know if you know it, but you've been sprinkling fairy dust, Callie, towards me. So thank you for that. And I, I can't wait to hear you share more with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Deanne. I'm really excited to share. And my whole world revolves around spirit calling and just these intuitive soul callings and really being so strong that I have just, I have to listen, right? And Sometimes I have no idea what's coming ahead, but it's <laughs> like, okay, here we go. Isn't it yeah. a fun ride? You know, it's oftentimes. It's such a fun ride. It's it such is. a fun ride. Because that ego mind wants to come in and say, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense, right? And yet we've kind of have to sometimes just leap blindly, yeah. uh, you know, and, and really trust in that. And I'm so delighted that you leaned into that because I think it's a challenge for many of us. Uh, as we move through life, because, you know, our conscious ego mind wants to come in and say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Or, you know, why would you do that? That's crazy, right? And so the fact that you've been able to really override that, I think is a testament to your connection with your intuition. Yeah. And I think too, is not being afraid to ask the questions of spirit, right? You know, when you get these callings go, okay, I hear you, but why, (laughs) you know, I don't really want to do that, but I know there's a reason. So why explain it to me and then really be still and listen to that intuitive answer and then say, oh, okay. And that's what recently happened with me moving back to LA, but this has been going on for at least a decade where I've had the callings and been like, okay, here we go. Well, let's, let us hear a bit of those callings. I want to know some of these stories. Yeah. Yeah. So background. Yeah. Yeah. The big one I think was probably 2008. I was, I'm a former figure skater. I grew up in Toronto, Canada. And I had traveled all over the world. I had, you know, lived this amazing life. And then I decided to go back to school because I had put like about 14 year distance between the first time I went to school. And then because I had no idea what I wanted to do, but skate. And then the second time. 
And so I was graduating from university undergrad. I had received an amazing job with a major nonprofit doing event management, which was my passion. And I was actually offered the job before I even graduated. So I knew what I was going to do. And I was like, all right, this is the path. And ended up in the job and loved it. It was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I love it. This is so great. And, but there was something underneath that was just like, this isn't, this isn't it, you know? And I realized that even though I was in New York, I was in this amazing job. I had this great title. I had financial stability. I had great friends. I had the ideal life. I wasn't really feeling fulfilled. Mm. And I knew that I wanted to be in San Francisco. I had been going back and forth between New York and San Francisco and specifically Sausalito, California, which is just on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. And I had such uh, an incredible experience when I first arrived in Sausalito back in 2002 that I knew that that's where I was meant to be. And so even though I had this great life, there was this calling that was like, you need to come, you need to come. And so finally, I told my boss, I said, look, I love my job. I love everything that I'm doing, but I need to go to San Francisco. I just, I need to, I need to do this. And so very nice. I worked there for a year and I thought, all right, you know, easing transition. It was a major nonprofit. So they're all over the country. So I could just transfer from one to the other. And so that was the plan. So packed everything up in New York, drove across the country, wow. found a beautiful home, which was total. My whole world revolves around what I call serendipity. Yes. And it was incredible because I had thought, you know, I found, I, I knew it's precisely where I wanted to live in Sausalito, but I couldn't find anything at the time. So I found an apartment on the other side of the bay close to the university where I decided to go to grad school. And I thought, all right, we're set. And then literally two weeks before I was supposed to move. So I had literally told the movers, you're taking my whole world from New York and you're driving across the country. And this is where you're going to put it. Um, Two weeks before I was supposed to move, the job that I thought I was going to get no longer existed. We're in the midst of the recession here. So this is 20. 2008, between 2008 and 2010. So the job budget cuts, job gone. Okay, no problem. But I applied to grad school and I got into the University of San Francisco. So I figured, all right, well, we're going to grad school. We have got a little bit of a buffer. I had saved up enough money so that I was literally debt free and had a nice chunk that would pull me over for about three to six months. So you had some buffer in place. Smart. I had some buffer in place. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, no problem. So I'm like, okay. And then the apartment that I had signed the lease for tells me, well, we need employment verification. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So now I have no job and no apartment. And two weeks, right? I'm leaving in two weeks. And I'm thinking, all right. Don't panic. <laughs> you know, it's gonna work yeah. out. Telling yourself don't panic right? inside panic. And in, a in bit. inside yeah. are like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> and so a friend of mine says, Well, you know, you know, you wanted to be in Sausalito. This is why don't you check places there again? And I did. And I ended up, it was so funny. The lady says to me, she goes, Well, we have one 
one apartment left. She goes, I'm showing it this afternoon. She says, but if you go online and fill out the application. And I told her, I was like, well, what about like employment? Oh, no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. And like a couple hours later, she calls me back and she goes, it's yours. And it was like, wow. thank you. You know, so I'm like, all right, I have a home, you know, and it was, it was my dream. It was sitting up on the hill overlooking the bay. It was, I just like the first two weeks, I'm like pinching myself going seriously. <laughs> you know, Is this real? And it was incredible. And yeah, and it was, but it was that, you know, I had this beautiful life in New York that I gave up right? Yeah. To come out not knowing what was, you know, what was ahead of me. And yet it worked out in a way that was just so beautifully. I mean, when I arrived, I was just like, yep, this, this I had found my place, yeah, right? Yes. It was an artist community. And it was really where I, for the first time in my life, embraced myself as an artist. Hmm. You know, for me, I had been an artist, my my dad, my brother are artists. And but to me, growing up, it was never encouraged. Hmm. It was never it was go to school, get the degrees, get the job, blah, blah, blah. And I did all that and yet wasn't happy. Right. right? Yeah. So it was the first time that I remember going, okay, I'm going to do what I'm truly passionate about, which was writing and photography and anything in the arts. And that was Sausalito. It was just beautiful, welcoming community. And so, yeah, what a gift. What a gift. What a gift. You know, it's funny because as I've gotten older, you know, when I want something to work out in my favor, I'm very clear now on my intentions, or at least I try to be more clear on my intentions. And so, you know, I always ask this or something better this is something better. And I have a, I kind of have a similar moving story as well, because, you know, when, when I was leaving my husband five years ago, I had two little kids and I wanted to still be fairly close to where he was living. And, you know, I kind of had this idea of this general area, but nothing had come available in that area. And so I set this intention, okay, I want this or something better. I want this or something better. Can I have this or something better, this or something better? And so I started to get into that, that expression. And sure enough, I ended up finding a beautiful um, townhouse across the street from the kids' school. So they could walk to school. It was super easy. We we're still really close to their dad's house. And then a couple years later, I'm not in a position, I'm not looking to buy another home at this point, but I'm riding my bike along the trails And this for sale sign on a fence on the back of the house jumps out at me. And I was like, I'm not looking for a house. So I kept on going and just let it go. Riding my bike the next day. Sure enough, it jumps out at me. Like I could hear the house calling me saying, you must look at me. So I called my realtor. I said, I'm not going to buy it. That's the first thing I said right out of my mouth. I said, I'm not going to buy it, but I need to come look at this house for whatever the reason. And I walk into the house I had drawn this house out when I was 14 years old. It was in my diary, the sketch of the, the, the layout. My dad used to buy those magazines with the layouts of all the homes. And I loved looking at them. And so I had mapped out my own dream house. I walk in, this house even has a sunken living room that I designed into my dream house. Like it couldn't get any more like serendipitous (laughs) than that. So I come into the house and I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, oh, this is the house. And I could feel the energy of it. And so I'm living in that house right now, by the way, everybody. Um, This, you know, this podcast is, is filmed right at this particular house. And so I did end up buying it. Um, And so, and this house happens to be in the exact area that I originally had envisioned uh, for the kids and I. Um, and the cul-de-sac onto the bike trails, you know, they're a block away from their dad. So even closer and only a few blocks from school, you know, all the things. So, you know, something better definitely came along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And that's the thing is I think too, is we get so focused on trying to control the outcome that we don't see the potential beyond what our imagination can envision, right? right? Yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes when I was standing for the first time in that home in Tulsa, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? I was just like, oh my gosh, you know? And it was just, it was perfect. And I remember thinking, all right, I'm never leaving. But now I think after years of moving from different places, I realized that every place has its purpose. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Every time. And you know, I thought I'd stay in Sausalito for the rest of my life. And then I went to major, major transformation in Sausalito. It was, first of all, embracing the artist within me. Yeah. And then really going through massive transformation of discovering my authentic self. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it was kind of like the best of times and the worst of times yeah, all right. in one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember the second uh, big leap of faith, you know, soul's calling was after in 2013, I had gone through massive 2011. I basically went through my dark night of the soul. So I had graduated from the University of San Francisco at the end of 2010. And I thought, all right, I'm set. I've got three degrees. I've got all this experience. It's massive network. I'm just going to write my own. I had started my own event management consulting firm halfway through grad school. This is what I'm going to do. And then the universe went, oh, let's just stir things up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning of 2011 thinking, And I even said it out loud. This is the thing too, how powerful words are. I said, I need to detox my life, (laughs) right? And the universe went, okay. This (laughs) is fun, yes. (laughs) And so basically everything in my world was taken away. Mm -hmm. And I ended up um, on New Year's Day of 2012 with no home, no money, no job, no relationship, nothing, all gone. And going, Sarah, what just happened? <laughs> right? Yeah. What just happened? And they're saying, but you asked for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. And so I, I experienced 12 months of homelessness in San wow. Francisco, wow. which was, it was twice in two and a half years. And it was fascinating when I can look back on it now, because the first time was, oh, shit. How is this possibly happening to me? Yeah. You know, the total victim, the total survivor, you know, for me, you know, and, but I survived it. Right. And so the second time it happened, um, 
I had actually, after the first time, I had manifested this amazing new home, this new job, this beautiful life, and I thought everything was great, but I got involved in a very toxic relationship. Mm. And the person who basically got me off the street and helped me turn my world around turned into the devil in disguise, yeah. basically a, a narcissist. Yeah. And so my body and my friends were like, you got to get out of this, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm thinking, well, this, this person saved me at my lowest time, right? So I need to stay. And then my body literally started to say, to shut down yeah. on me. And I, I completely believe that the body really tells us when we're out of alignment with life right? We have our spinal column, which is all about alignment. And when something is out, it tells us. And so I I had a severe back injury where I had two compressed discs and had sciatica for seven months. And I literally thought I was going to die. I was popping the ibuprofen like it was candy. And I was basically in tears every day. And finally got to the point where I'm like on my knees in this apartment going, I can't take this anymore. Right. And the universe goes, okay. And so the next day I lost a job, right. Because I couldn't work. I couldn't like sit or stand for more than 30 minutes at a time. And the job that I had was actually connected to where I was living because I was a a caretaker for a property management company. And so I was living in the apartment above the office. So when I lost a job, I lost the home. And so, and I can't move. Right. Oh, so I'm like standing there the day with my suitcases again, going, didn't we do this already? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And oh, by the way, now I can't even move. <laughs> you know, oh, like, let's God. just see how strong she really is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing that really saved me was the first time, because I figured, well, you know what? I didn't die the first time. So I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I'm not sure how, but I know I'm going to be okay. And so instead of looking at from that, survivor victim mentality I'm going to look at it as I'm on an adventure ah where's life going to take me because I have no clue (laughs) right I I love that you just said that I just want to I just want to let that kind of soak into our listeners because so often we do get caught up in the oh my god what's going to happen it's so uncertain I don't know And we start to get in that panic rather than saying, I have a free, clean slate here. And now I get to go on this adventure of awe and wonder. And this is so powerful because you went from experiencing it once. Maybe there was more still left to learn in that, obviously. And so they gave it to you again. And this time you looked at it with a whole new lens. So anyway, go ahead and carry on. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up because the first time around when I was in that whole why, right? I literally said, why is this happening to me? And the answer that I got, like I said before, you got to ask the questions, right? So the answer that I got was, Callie, you've had this, you know, your passion is supporting, um, those that are less fortunate, whether it's youth, whether it's women, you know, and yet you've lived this extraordinary life. You're a former figure skater. You've traveled all over the world. You've never wanted for anything. So how can you possibly connect with the ones that you want to serve if you have no idea what it's like Uh to experience 
what they've experienced. And yes. it was like, oh, yes, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. yes. <laughs> right? you're getting your master's in life, you know? You're, right. Yes. Yeah. And once that answer came, I was like, ah, okay, bring it on. And then the second time came, right? Right. But at that point, I had had the answer because yeah. I'd asked the question. Yeah. And so it was like, all right, I'm on an adventure. And since I can't plan anything, because when you don't have a home, you can't plan anything. You don't know when you're going to sleep at night. Yeah. Where is life going to take me this week? That's literally how I lived for eight months. Wow. And by doing that, it changed everything, everything. I had people I hadn't seen in years. This one woman who had lived in Sausalito her whole life, the whole family lived there. Her mom had died and they were selling the family home. Now, this is a million dollar house sitting on a hill overlooking the bay. And she's like, well, you know, we sold the house. We're in escrow for 30 days. Why don't you just stay at the house? Wow. <laughs> okay. And then I had another friend, a literary manager who was like, well, we're going to Europe for six weeks. Why don't you just house at our place on Knob Hill, you know? It was back to back to back for eight months, these incredible adventures of, you know, living in all these different places. And by doing so and being able to stay in a place for more than one night, which was huge, these were weeks or a couple months at a time, I was able to heal my body. I was able to, you know, and I actually wrote my first best-selling book because I couldn't do anything. I could just literally sit and stand for 30 minutes. So I'm like, well, I'll just lay in bed and I'll write about everything that's going on in my life wow. and publish the book. And so, yeah. And that was another thing too, where I had so much to say and I had so much that I wanted to get out and share with the world, yet I wasn't taking the time to sit down and do it. Right. <laughs> so thus the back injury, which forced me to sit down and do it. Yes. Right. You had no so choice. A, yes. no choice. And that's the thing is like, sometimes you, you think of like the worst possible thing that could happen to you yeah. is actually like one of the greatest gifts. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. gifts come in all sorts of disguises, you know, it, absolutely. It really does. Absolutely. And, and so beautiful that you had people in your life that were like, Oh, well, by the way, I need someone to stay here. You know, that, that is, that is when spirit is calling, knowing that we're always taken care of in Absolutely. every move that we make, even if we mess it up, spirit has still got our backs in that. And I think that, you know, your stories here and how you responded to them speaks volumes for your character and your ability to adapt to whatever it is that's coming, but also be willing to receive whatever it is that's coming. Exactly. And that's the thing too, is you've got, you know, it takes practice, right? I mean, this didn't happen overnight. This is a decade of learning and yeah. experiencing these, these, you know, crazy times where you're like, okay, what, you know, and now it's like, I ask myself if anything, you know, goes wrong, or if I'm in kind of that, you know, transition, okay, where's the lesson in this? Yeah. Right. What am I, you know, why is this happening? And so the most recent one was I had gone to San Diego in June of 2020. And that was another one because I was living in LA and I was like, okay, this is great. Um, And went to San Diego and thought I had found the forever home. Right. Ah. I had found 
like you're saying envisioning. Yes. Yes. This was the one I had envisioned. And I even said too that, um, God, probably 20 years ago, over 20 years ago now, I remember saying, I want to find my home on the beach by the time I'm 50, right? Yeah. And I found it like four months before, before I turned 50, right? And so I was like, yes, I found it. And it was like everything I had ever dreamed of. It was in a gated community. It was the light, the natural light was incredible. And for an artist, I was like in bliss, right? Uh-huh. Steps from the ocean, everything I could ever imagine. And it was great for two years, right? It was the yeah. perfect spot to ride out a pandemic. Yeah. Perfect spot. Yes. And then in March, the calling. Uh-huh. <laughs> that darn calling again, right? This is up our comfortable plan. You need to go back to LA. Right? Oh like, my gosh. What? Oh, I want to go back to LA. You know, I'm like, I love being here. I've got this beautiful home. And I realized that even though I was surrounded by so much beauty and I was in a space that I loved and where I felt like I could create anything, um, I was, I needed my tribe. I needed my people. I needed to be able you know, my partners here in LA, I needed to be able to be with people. Yeah. And I remember too saying, when I first said, I don't want to go back to LA, it was like, you have to go back to LA. Right. And so of course I said, why? Right. And the answer I got really surprised me, but it also made the decision so easy. It said, LA needs your light. Ah, oh, yeah. Talk about powerful. Yeah, right there. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And I went, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not always about us either. Right. I think we have this tendency of thinking like it's all about me and my lessons. And I want to share on that because I tend to be uh, I won't call it overly self-aware, but I tend to blame, go after myself. Like if something outside of me is going amiss, then immediately say, okay, what am I doing? What do I need to learn? And uh, I had a recent experience as well like this. And I was like, okay, what do I need to fix? What do I, and my spirit team chimed in. They said, this actually isn't about you this time. And I think that's really important for our listeners because I'm not, I'm not saying don't be accountable or responsible, for experiences or how you respond to experiences most certainly we have to you know uh be responsible for how we're responding Mm -hmm. however sometimes it's about us being able to teach somebody else or to shine that light like you said for somebody else yeah and so just wanting to bring that to the surface for our listeners today you know yes look at yourself and ask the questions but also be willing to recognize that sometimes it isn't just about us or sometimes it's not about us. It's about a much bigger picture at hand. And the thing too, is once you do serve others and do that, you're, you're supporting yourself anyway. You right. Yeah. And so that was, that was the goals. thing. Yeah. Cause I remember thinking that was the reason I left in 2020 because the energy in LA, especially yeah. in Santa Monica, where I was living had become so dark. Yeah. So, and I, I'm an empath, so I feel everything. Right. And I was just like, I felt like I was just getting sucked and I got to get out of here, you know? 
And so I remember going, I don't want to go back to that. Right. And so when it, when I got that answer though, I was like, okay, I'll go. I said, but I was very specific too. I said, I don't want to go back to Santa Monica. I said, I'll, I'll go to Santa Monica, but I don't want to live there. Yeah. Right. I said, I want to live, you know, in the marina, in this precise, specific place. I'm really, really clear. Yeah. And, but I will also say though, that when I first got the calling and decided to go back, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine who lives here and who's a realtor. And it was fascinating to see all the fears and the limiting beliefs start to pop up again. Because I told her, I said, here's my budget. And I'm like, maybe I can find a little studio apartment in the valley. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, no problem. Right. And then like two days afterwards, I was like, what am I doing? That is not what I want. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, that is uh, not what I want. I am settling. I am going, you know, it's like all these fears and all these, uh, you know, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I was like, scrap that, right? I'm like, I want to yeah. live in the marina. I want to live in this precise place. And I'm like, there is no backup plan, <laughs> right? I'm like, this is where I'm going to live. And this is where I live. Right. Wow. And yeah. it was, but it was fascinating to see, you know, how everything started to pop up again. And I was like, up, 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 you Good know, for you in catching that, because I think we get caught yeah. up in that hamster wheel. Right. And then we do limit ourselves like, oh, exactly. I guess I'll settle for that. But you caught yourself and yeah. you readjusted you know? And there's nothing wrong with the valley. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> just to be clear. Just, yeah. Yes. But I'm, I'm a mermaid. I need to be near the sea. I, you know, yes. I'm like, this is where I thrive, you know? Yes. And so, yeah, but uh. it's just, and that happens all the time. You know, it's just, you know, whenever you're going to try something new and get out of your comfort zone, of yep. course, the limiting beliefs of are going to come up. Of course, yep. the fear is going to come up because your ego wants consistency. Your ego doesn't, you the stay. word change scares your ego yes. to death, right? Yes, and because exactly. it's all about protection, right? Yeah. And it's like, but leaving our comfort zone is how we grow, mm. right? It's how we learn. It's how we evolve. And so, yeah. And now it's just like, all right, you know, what's next? I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm still processing the fact that you said that you turned 50 because yeah. I, I look at you and I'm like, there's no way that this woman is 50. So I'm still back there. But <laughs> so kudos to you for your genes and for whatever you're doing. You are shining your light because it's yeah. radiating from you. Uh, yeah. And so that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Um, but, you know, I, I just I love your different messages around moving and recognizing that you can choose what you want to manifest for yourself. You yeah. have the power to make that decision. Do not settle people. Okay. Do not settle. It. And don't be afraid to change your dreams. Yeah. That's the thing too. You yeah. know, it's like, I just, I, you know, was work, we work with the same coach, you know, and I was going over my 90 day thing and I'm like, yep, they're not the same anymore. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. it, it changes and what well, we're changing. So everything changes. And so exactly. you might say, oh, this is my forever home today, but in six months, you know, a year or two years, it might not be, you know, I have a little saying, um, yesterday's triumphant commitment can become today's heavy burden. And what I'm saying when I say that is that 
we get so wrapped up in like, okay, I made a decision and I'm stuck and I'm stuck to it. But when that decision is no longer serving us or we're not serving it, right? right? It's like, we do that in relationships too. We get into these relationships and we say, well, no, I committed to this person, but we're both freaking miserable, but I'm going to stay because I committed, right? right? That's actually not integrity. Integrity is being willing to admit the truth in that experience. And so, um, you know, inviting everybody to recognize that, yes, we can change our mind and it's okay to change our mind. We don't have to stay on the path. You know, another analogy would be like, okay, if I'm traveling to New York or San Francisco, okay, if I'm on the road to San Francisco, but I want to get to New York, no matter how far down that road I go to San Francisco, I'm never getting to New York, right? And so we do need to sometimes course correct so that we can stay in alignment because when we're in alignment, you know, Callie, we manifest. Oh, and it's an incredible feeling. I say when we are in alignment, everything flows. And that's when you know you're in alignment. Yeah. When you don't have to try so hard. Yes. Resistance. It feels like work. You are out of alignment. Absolutely. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Kelly, what are you doing now? Can you tell the people? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because you're you're producing stuff and you do all this magical creative stuff. Can you share people yeah. with uh, with the audience what you do and then how can they reach you, find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So CallieGilbert.com is my main website. Um, I run Tower 15 Productions and Tower 15 Productions is actually a 501c3 nonprofit. So what we do is we produce social impact documentaries that raise awareness and inspire positive change in the world. Mm -hmm. And then we also support creative women in transition. So after everything I've been through, now I get to pay it forward, right? So love creatives. And I feel that so many people that are creative have a difficult, they don't fit into that nine to five mold, right? And so what we do is we teach them how to start their own businesses. So we have an entrepreneurship academy. It's a 12-week entrepreneurship academy, which is free of charge to anyone in, we're just serving California for now, but we're hoping to grow it. And then from there, we have what is called my mentorship program, which is the Manifesting Mermaid Coaching Program. And what I do is I take 10 women through six months of mentorship. where we then work one-on-one with them to support them in making their dreams come true. Oh, how fun is that? And, you know, you needed, I guess you needed to be homeless to get to this, right? You know, absolutely. Our life is part of the journey. It is. And our life experiences oftentimes are those directional signposts saying, Hey, Callie, look here, look here. And you've done it so brilliantly. So you are such an inspiration Thank you for listening to when Spirit called you, Callie, because now you really are doing such incredible work. And so um, we'll put your contact information when we release this uh, very special podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Callie, for listening to when Spirit calls you. And we look forward to being with you again next time. Bye, everybody. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, 
please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.